for the second book of Kings. Balaam, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given him victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Balaam's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elijah's house. Elijah sent a messenger to him, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on my name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Baal and far far the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, Wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. He came and stood before him and said, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The word of the Lord.
his second letter to Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, the descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being changed as a criminal. But the word of God is not changed. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain salvation that is in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure it, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithful and faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid writing of the words, which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one appointed by him. The worker has no need to be ashamed. Rightly explaining the word of the truth. The word of the Lord.
lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Finding peace. 
get up every morning and face all that is broken in our world. The divisions and the wars, the cruelty and the suffering all around. If I did not know the hope we have been given through the resurrection, the hope that we embody each week when we come up here to God's table, where we proclaim a different reality, a different reality than what we see around us most of the time. When we come here, when we do this, we proclaim a vision of unity, a vision of peace, forgiveness, healing, and love. This community of faith this church is where we are strengthened in our prayers and in our singing, in our blessings of bread and wine, where we are reminded that Jesus is with us, walking with us, feeding us, so that we can, so that we are able to embody this proclamation, this truth that God's kingdom is at hand, and we see it. We see it. So we live in the world with hope and without fear. But the truth of this is I can't cling to that proclamation and to that vision alone. No one can. No one can. That is why we all together are the church. A visible sign a countercultural, radical sign in the world, proclaiming by our very presence here on Elm Street that God is love. We see that each week when we gather in the bread and in the wine, and we know it, we know it to be true because of one another. We welcome people each week here through these doors. Newcomers, visitors, strangers who pass through for a funeral or a baptism, or neighbors who stop in simply to pray. That happens throughout the week. We also go out. We visit the sick. We help those in need. And if our glasses are on correctly, we see the Christ in each person we encounter. All are welcome here. So we call ourselves friends. And we are friends. But we are friends not because we belong to the same club, or go to the same school, or follow each other on Instagram or Facebook, but because through Christ we are one body, joined together in baptism as God's beloved children. We are the church, faithful, humble, yet bold and fearless at the same time, because we remember who we are. In fact, we all have the same name. We all have the same name, you remember? Beloved Brian. Beloved Becky. Beloved Ted. Beloved Nancy. We all have the same name. We come, we offer the 
gifts we have been given by our Creator God, and we offer them in the world and in this place. It's unfortunate in the first reading that the middle of the story is left out. So let me remind you what actually happened. We read that Naaman, the Syrian warrior who had leprosy, finds out that Elisha the prophet is around and could possibly heal him. So he goes with his horses and his chariots and his finery and his army and his money and his gold. And he goes to Elisha's house. And he's furious that Elisha doesn't come out and sort of do the woo-woo to make his leprosy go away. Why does he want that? He wants that because he's a powerful and wealthy man. And he thought that his healing should be a really big show. A really big show. But the message was different, was delivered in a different way, right? The message was a quiet one. Delivered not by the great prophet of Israel, but by a lowly servant. Go and wash in the Jordan River. Well, I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen the Jordan River, it's not a very impressive river by river standards. It's shallow and it's muddy. Go and wash in the Jordan and you will be healed. It was a simple command. Not complicated or showy. No audience. But because he had traveled so far, and I think because of his deep hope, his longing for healing, Naaman, the powerful, rich, politically connected man stripped off his clothes and immersed himself seven times in the muddy river of the Jordan. And he was healed. And he praised God from whom all blessings flow. Today is Stewardship Sunday here at Trinity Church. And this is, in fact, a stewardship sermon. My invitation to each one of us is to be a person of hope. To seek out the healing that comes when we remember that we are never alone. Together we are the body of Christ. Baptized in that muddy Jordan River. A community of faith and hope and love. So sometime, probably the beginning of next week, you will get a pledge card in an envelope. Very simple. There will be no fanfare. There will be no audience. And hopefully there will be no delay in your response. Please let us not waste our precious time together worrying about money. Talking only about money. Being anxious about money. Like Naaman made me strip away all those wasteful, prideful things that get in the way of our sincere gratitude for life itself. May we offer a prayer of thanksgiving for all the blessings of 
community. And return a pledge, return a pledge that honors our work, a pledge that honors our faith and our God.
Hear us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King. We pray for all who have died, especially Mike Farney, whose service was held here yesterday, and in whose loving memory the flowers were given. Jeanette Hallwood, Richard K. Dunn, father of Cheryl Glover, Trenton Moore, father of Paul Moore, and sister Alka. Are there others? That they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins. No, 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 no. Thanks,
There's going to be vacation homes and other items marching up. I can't tell you what they are. You have to come and see. But they're really cool items. Um, there's going to be bags of wine that you can purchase. You buy a bag for $25. Well, you ask, what's the mystery with that? Well, is it a $5 bottle of wine? $50 bottle of wine? Who knows? You just take a chance. The money all goes. This is a fundraiser for Trinity, so all the money goes towards the fair. So again, all of you are invited. I had someone yesterday ask me, oh, is it just for fair workers? No, it's for everybody in the congregation. So please come and enjoy the wonderful fellowship. Meet people. Talk to old friends. Please come. Thank you. And if you're wearing blue, would you raise your hand? Everybody looks down. <laughs> well, that means you're almost halfway there. So it's wearing blue, bringing blue, and celebrating truth. Thanks again. Thank you. Holly and Larry, you have to sign up or do we just show up? Go to the website and look under blue and click on that pink website and you sign up there because we need people to sign up ahead of time. So we have a rough idea. It's going to be advertisers and how much food to prepare. So please sign up. Do that mid week. Right now, that sign up is for helpers. We'll get it changed to the Thank you. I'll work. Okay. Um, also, so many people in this community showed up yesterday to celebrate the life of Mike Carney. It was beautiful to behold. I hope that so many people will show up this Saturday to celebrate the life of Jeanette Hallwood and also on October 31st to celebrate her. Please do that. Next weekend is a crop walk. Come at 1.30 in our parking lot. We'll walk into the center together and we'll walk for hunger. It's not just the youth group, but the youth group will be leading the charge. There will be healing prayers right over here in this transept today during the meeting and immediately following for anyone who would like to go over there and receive prayer for whatever is happening in your heart and in your life. Walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself for us and offering the sacrifice to
rise with the good and joyful things, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you have made us a new people, in Jesus Christ our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing with him, to proclaim the glory of your name.
Hallelujah, Hallelujah.